I'm Jeannie, and I am haunted by the theme song to Doogie Hauser MD. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I got permanently banned from Facebook, not unlike our greatest and largest and tallest and sexiest <laughs> and most handsome president, Donald J. Trump. And this is Raised Wrong, a podcast about our problems, your problems, and problematic things in general. Oh boy, we have a lot to get through today. I'm a rebel. <laughs> Listen, I know the fans are dying to know what happened because it's true. You know, ninety percent of our fans are my personal friends, and let's be honest, it's not really that interesting. Essentially, what happened is. I made a sarcastic post pretending I was QAnon. And and not only did I pretend I was QAnon, but I said that you should send me money to stop the Satanistic whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Eaters of babies. And then I was like, you can't you can't prove that I'm wrong. So I really think you should consider this. Um, and apparently they don't like that. Now I think that's funny because people literally spread complete lies and they mean it all the time constantly and nobody deletes their Facebook account. But it could have possibly been exacerbated by the fact I also got a ban a few days earlier for bullying somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um no regrets at all on that at all. But um No, you were right to bully. Anyhow. Yeah, I was right to bully. But now I am permanently banned from Facebook. I did make another account. If you're listening, Mark Zuckerberg, fully fuck yourself. And they may actually ban that one, too, because they can kind of find them, you know, like IP addresses and all that. It's still there, isn't it? It's still there now, but it may not be. As of this moment in time. I mean, I mostly made it so I could tell everybody what happened. And then, you know, if it gets banned or whatever, I will be on Twitter and... So is our podcast, which you should follow us at. What is it, Jeannie? Here's a plug. At Raise Wrong Pod. At Raise Wrong Pod. That's it. That's it. So anyway. Well, that's really exciting Thank and you. sad and wonderful. And it's an, an end of one chapter and the beginning of the next. Well, what's funny is, you know, like, of course, it's kind of a bummer because I posted pictures on there. But I still have all those pictures. Like, they came from my fucking phone and then uploaded to Facebook. Yeah. And also, the other thing is, and most most listeners don't know this, but. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> this is the, the juicy stuff. <laughs> This is the juicy part. Listen, you're going to want to turn your volume up. I actually had a Facebook account when it first came out in 2005, and I had that Facebook account for literally 15 years. Yeah. And then I deactivated that one. So this one is actually fresh, the one that I just Mm -hmm. had banned. Because I, um, when I was getting divorced, I got rid of my other one because you have too many remnants of your ex on your Facebook page. So I was like, I just need to start Mm -hmm. over. So this one was pretty fresh. So I'm already used to like starting over. I wasn't, it wasn't a huge deal to me, but I do think it's absolutely ludicrous the way Facebook kind of makes their choices. And obviously it's their choice. This is not a first amendment issue, but I do think it's funny because there's literally like child pornography on Facebook and people like (laughs) a hundred people have to report it before they take it down. And then it's like, I like say the word QAnon and it's like, absolutely get away from us. That's really funny. Like, I know. Is that what QAnon people are posting? Like, I am in QAnon. No, no, because they're too dumb to try that. No, like, they should be doing Do that. Do you pretend to be actually Q or just part of QAnon? Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, I don't even remember what I did. It was just, like, so, to me, so innocuous. But just obviously a joke. Right, obviously a joke. You know what? Mm-hmm. If only we had that sarcasm font oh, people are always right. wishing for. We needed that, you know? and then they would know. But I think, um, mm. the, yeah, but you're right. Like, people who believe in QAnon should be pretending they're QAnon. All of them should, and they should be trying to get money. Yeah. Because obviously we can see how <laughs> fucking easy it would be. That was kind of the whole joke. It's like, they don't question anything. Okay, well, send me $100, dumbass. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it's, oh, it's a code. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's look at Tom Hanks. He's holding up three fingers. That means send me five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Like it's kind of made me angry more at 
like just the whole concept of how everything is becoming um basically they silenced another conservative voice yeah, so <laughs> they did as as usual so actually i'm going to start my own social media platform it's going to be called sprechen but it's pronounced spreechin <laughs> <laughs> Spreeching based on the German word to to talk or whatever. I love that. Thank you. Um, Spreeching. Um, get get Elon Musk on the horn. I will. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So that's the story to my friends listening. But wow. lucky for you, we have this podcast. Which you know, here I True. am. They can't. They can't ban this us. Is, I mean, they actually could. But this is like a a live performance of your Facebook. Oh yeah. Exactly. Honestly, it'll be this podcast will only get better because I'll save my material. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about that. Cool. 100% angry at Mark Zuckerberg. 100% angry. 100% for being so very unfair to me. So unfair. So unfair to me. Treated you very, very unfairly. Very unfairly. Uh-huh. I mean, me and, me and Trump now have something very big in common, and I feel like... I feel like it only took him, like, <laughs> spreading misinformation for four years, call, like, starting an insurrection, you know, like, yeah. slander, all this other stuff. I guess it's libel, whatever. I mean, I can't even count on my fingers the number of insurrections you've started no. with your face. Yeah, actually, zero. And I think my next move, <laughs> actually, this is kind of, like, perfect because, so first of all, it erased everything I'd said. Like, there's no choice. So now mm. I can run for office. And then, oh, that's great! <laughs> yeah, when I run for office, I'm I'm obviously be allowed to say whatever the fuck I want on all social media, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't care. No, that's true. Oh God, there's so much I want to talk about. I want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I want to talk about GameStop. I know. Jeannie, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. We're gonna have to talk so fast. Okay, I'm gonna let you go. Maybe I should just cut all of my segments. <laughs> okay, just let me give like a huge like filibuster. Yeah, yeah, really, whatever you want, just go for I it. I could talk. I think I could talk for 90 minutes straight. Like you need a platform. I do. I have Facebook. You don't. Yeah, exactly. Where's my platform now? <laughs> Whatever. We both know you only have Facebook for me. I do, mostly. I know. Okay, so I need you to tell me what you talked about, which I believe was Doogie Hauser. which, uh, fun fact, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, you don't have to now. Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly all about tell it. Tell me everything I need to know. But before I begin, I do want to say, I, I do wish that you could see me right now because I am wearing the coolest podcast outfit you've ever seen, and that, that is one of the giant hoodies. I'm wearing one, too. <laughs> the tie-dye one. Me, that too. I think I already got olive oil stain on. That's fine. But I'm wearing that with no pants, obviously. Thick wool socks and like green boots and a cat hat on my head. I want to see. And a I look of like this. such a fucking sexy stoner. I know. I think that our Instagram should just be pictures of us in our giant sweatshirts. I need my photographer to to do a shoot with me in my hoodies. Yeah, I'd love to see your hoodies. But yeah, speaking of uh, sexy, I'm going to talk about Doogie Howser MD because it's on Hulu. And for a long while, I've been seeing it on Hulu and thinking, I bet that would be really entertaining to watch because, like, 80s type sitcoms where they had, like, a ridiculous premise such as a child becoming a doctor are right. so strange now. Like, compare, like it wasn't—for our younger listeners, before 1994, every sitcom had to have, like, an out-of-this-world premise, like right. a talking car. <laughs> like, there weren't just shows about families or people, you know? Like, right. they— 
they had to have a little hook, you know. So right. this one was Doogie Howser, Boy Genius. They the, every show begins with like newspaper clippings that that get you up to speed. Where it's like nine year old graduates high school, twelve uh, year old gets through Harvard in three weeks. You know, it's just like these ridiculous time frames. He's like thirteen year old goes through medical school in nine weeks, and I don't know. I mean, like obviously. This is not realistic, but I love how unrealistic it is because well, it's sure. like, yes, there are child prodigies, there are child geniuses, but I don't think it makes them able to learn everything from medical school in in like that much of faster of a time. No, they still have to learn it, I feel. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. That's a little fast. Like, this makes no sense, but whatever. That's the only way you're going to get a 16-year-old doctor. That's fine. And that's the point of the show is that young Neil Patrick Harris very sweet and like actually pretty good child actor uh they they threw him into this insane role i mean it begins with doogie hauser like learning to drive because right. that's how young he is and then he's disobeying the driving instructor because like he heard a siren or something so he's like batman child doctor where he like rushes to the scene of the crime and saves someone's life who you know like got hit by a car or something i don't even know and that is how it begins it's perfect but in the first episode let me read the very brief recap. All right. Dr. Douglas Doogie Hauser takes the test to get his driver's license and helps a victim of a car accident. Doogie had to go through a tough lesson about being a doctor when he lost his first patient. So in this episode, he does. He loses his first patient. Mm-hmm. Um, Tragic. He also has his first kiss, which he then... Was it with the patient? <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be that surprised, though. So, But what I took away from the first episode is 16-year-old Doogie Hauser. You know, he's friends with his colleagues, his normal-aged colleagues. And so there's, like, this, like, cute nurse and this kind of douchebag, like, doctor, surgeon, I don't know. And they're, you know, they're, like, young, normal young, so probably in their, like, late 20s or something. Right. And uh, the, the nurse lady, I don't know what her name is, but she, like, towards the end of the episode, she, like, lures Doogie into, like, an empty operating room and is, like, fully hitting on him. And it makes me very uncomfortable because he is a child boy, despite the fact that he's a doctor. Right. And she says something along the lines of, like, I'm actually, like, I'm actually into younger guys. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are you serious? This is horrible. This is statutory rape. Yes, it is. Then she proceeds to untie the tie on his scrubs pants, and they, like, drop to the floor. So young Dewey Hauser, probably with a boner, standing there. Oh, my God. Being sexually assaulted by his co-worker. And then the lights go on in this operating room. And, like, you know how there's, like, the observatory, like, yeah. In- TV operating rooms, at least. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like all, like everyone from the hospital is up there in the observing, you know, thing, like looking out the window, laughing and hooting and hollering because apparently this was a fun birthday prank oh my God. on their young friend. And I was so horrified. That's the <laughs> like, weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I haven't seen it. So imagine that. And so then after that being your introduction to Doogie Hauser in episode number two, right away, the next premise of this show is this like hot lady radiologist mm-hmm. tells Doogie that she finds him very appealing and would like him to father her children. 
And so... Wait a second. <laughs> um, all right. He's all flustered. And so the, the kind of the whole point of this episode is like him kind of having like this internal dilemma, like moral qualm about like, well, should I have sex with this doctor? That's weird. Oh, wow. But obviously I want to have sex because I'm. it's actually a little bit realistic, which I appreciate in terms of like how horny teenagers are. Right. And he has his weird horny friend Vinny who like appears in his room out of like like all friends on sitcoms back then all came to your room through your window mm-hmm. and he's like yeah you should fucking bang that lady you know yeah. and, and but he has a girlfriend too and so I think he feels conflicted because yes he wants to get his dick wet but he's also a good boy you know right right the point is from Doogie's point of view he thinks this lady wants to bone right and clearly what she meant is she wants him to be a sperm donor because she wants that boy genius sperm. Either right. way, still disgusting. Very inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> not okay. Not okay. No, she probably still has a Facebook account too. On top of it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I also found it strange because I think he discusses this scenario with like his his horrible friends that pranked him. You know, but none of them seem to think of the possibility that she wants a sperm donor, despite the fact that these are all medical professionals that understand that there are ways to make babies yeah. that aren't. Just straight up banging right <laughs> anyways Dewey Hauser is sick and twisted and this is almost a gripe I guess now I'm thinking about it but yeah I this was not okay this was not okay for children so often no. we talk about being raised wrong mm. especially as as ladies Ugh. and like things that we thought were normal back then are definitely not okay but you know who else knows that is Neil Patrick Harris because yeah what a world Holy yeah, shit. That's super gross. And I wouldn't have known that because I've never seen that show. I think I just like couldn't get over the whole thing. I'm like, I don't buy this. Like, this. Well, of course not. I know it's supposed to be ridiculous, but people, I just have no interest in things that are so outside the realm of reality. And I think that, um, except for Star Wars. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm actually not a huge Star Wars person. That was strictly a joke. I do feel like I want to watch it now because now I want to see how weird it is. It is really weird. So you said he went, he went through uh, medical school like quickly or whatever, right? Like, yeah. Why yeah. is he such a better doctor? Like, is he is he better than everyone? That's what I don't get. You know what? That's probably what they're all wondering. They're like, oh, is he yeah. better than us? He thinks he's better than us. Well, I'm just saying, like, why does this boy have to be a doctor just because he's smart enough? I don't know. I know, but it makes no sense. Like, what hospital? I don't. What think hospital would hire them? I think exactly right. Like, I would be very uncomfortable having a 16 year old. I think if you're 16 years old and you're working, like you're you're obligated by the law to take a break every like six hours for 30 minutes <laughs> yeah and you know what else you're also not supposed to to take it into your hands to remove your girlfriend's appendix in the third episode but that happens so <laughs> <laughs> wow you know what we are poking holes in this it is um, absolutely bananas this show and, yeah that's crazy and that is what i thought because of you know once again the, the yeah. premise but yeah yeah i I can't call this a recommendation, but it is yeah. interesting. <laughs> I but yeah, love that. No, now I have the Doogie Hauser theme song in my head all the time, and I hate it, but I actually love it. I don't know it, so I'm going to do that. It goes um, beep, 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 beep. It's like computer <laughs> sounds. <laughs> uh, this is the second time I've graced you with my singing on this podcast. I love it. I can't get enough. I want you to sing a vocal version of our do, 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 theme song. Do, 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 do. 
doodle. Yeah. Hey, doodle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> um, I want to talk about what I'm horny for. I can't. Okay, please do. I can't stop being horny. Um, it's funny because I I wrote on our. I'm going to give the uh, listeners a little sneak peek backstage, but <laughs> it says on our outline. <laughs> it says on our outline that I'm horny for smoothies. This is true. Uh-huh. I am horny for smoothies, but. I feel, I feel like it's, I don't know what I have to say about it. So <laughs> no, 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 let me start over. Let me start over. Okay. So I did buy for my elderly husband. I can't remember if it was for his birthday or Christmas. Cause mm. as we've discussed before, they're like horribly close to each other. Yes. But I bought him a food processor and I can't cook or make anything. Meanwhile, no. he's been making and baking all kinds of shit. I can only make smoothies and I don't, I mean, I like smoothies. It's not like I'm even obsessed with them, but I like them because I'm so good at making smoothies. Wow. And I am not good at anything. Like you have to understand. Mm. (laughs) I don't, I don't have any talents or skills. Um, Um, Are you not one of the greatest poets of our generation? That's true. Okay. Besides being one of the greatest poets of our generation, I would have actually been reciting poetry at Donald J. Trump's inauguration (laughs) if he had one again. (laughs) But unfortunately, our greatest president was, the election was stolen from him, so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I do make good smoothies. So I was horny for it because I have this incredible ability to like have no idea what I'm doing and not even measuring anything. Mm-hmm. And upon completion of my smoothie, it not only tastes delicious, but it fits perfectly in the jar, which mm-hmm. is a mason jar, which is what I'm drinking them out of. And like I make one with peanut butter and banana and I make one with pumpkin. And anyway, so I guess what I'm saying all this is to say, fuck that. I want to talk about GameStop. Mm. Um. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, smoothies are great, but let's talk about GameStop. Smoothie. I'm horny for smoothies, but I'm also horny for the following things. I'm horny for the GameStop fiasco. Um, I listen, I'm stupid and I don't know anything about the stock market. I know a hell of a lot more than I did five days ago when I started reading about it all the time. But basically what happened was a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Um, some guy, and I keep forgetting his name, but he, I think he had something to do with that company Chewy.com. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. He was vice president of something. Yeah. So he had some amount of capital, I think. I Mm -hmm. think that's who this is. Now I could be getting two people confused. No, it's definitely the Chewy guy. Chewy guy. Okay. So like, I think like a year ago or something, he just decided that he thought GameStop was undervalued, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like a year ago already. Mm -hmm. And he put, I can't remember how much money put into it but it was a lot you know he put a lot of money into it and everybody was like you're crazy because you know GameStop and (laughs) and GameStop is like a brick and mortar store that sells video games and like and the thing is number one nobody goes to stores number two there was a pandemic and I don't know if there was when he bought it but obviously there was a pandemic Mm -hmm. and three you can download video games now so it's like uh, Uh GameStop (laughs) I, I don't personally understand why you would think it would be a good stock right so he buys a decent amount of shares and he obviously doesn't make a whole lot of money for a while and I don't know a lot like I said I'm you're gonna have to ask a professional about this but Mm -hmm. I do know that and I'm pretty sure I'm explaining this correctly that hedge funds sometimes short stocks that they think are going to fail so anyway that was obviously happening with GameStop because everyone anticipated that was going to fail and people wanted to make money on its failure like it's betting against a company right they're betting against it and there is a subreddit on Reddit called Wall Street Bets. And Wall Street Bets predated all of this. I mean, uh-huh. they've been there for a while talking, you know, about Wall Street and yeah. stock market and all that. I, I don't know exactly how it started, but at some point that guy who bought all those shares in GameStop 
whose name is Deep Fucking Value on Reddit. Yes. He, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed the coverage of this. Oh, I love it too. I use Reddit names. <laughs> yes. So he, um, he would constantly update like how his stocks were, you know. And I think, I don't know who whose idea it was. I'm pretty sure it was just like the Redditors themselves. They're like, let's buy like tons of GameStop stock and drive it up and make all these hedge funds lose their bet basically on it, right. on it tanking. Which I love. I love it. Absolutely love it. So they did. And at the end of the day, Deep fucking value had $48 million. Oh my God. $48 million. Well, so like the price of a share of GameStop stock went from like $20 to like $800 or something, right? Yeah, something like that. And very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. And um, so he who had, you know, decent amount of shares, he his was up to $48 million. And there were a lot of people that made money yeah. that from this Reddit um, thing. And they definitely upset people on Wall Street. So then there was this um, app that you can do trading on on your phone called Robinhood. And Robinhood started restricting people's ability to buy GameStop. And they also did the same thing with AMC movie theaters. Yeah. And I think BlackBerry and Nokia or something. So that kind of fucked with it. And like basically the beauty of this story is that, you know, Wall Street is absolute bullshit and they cheat all the time. Mm -hmm. Every like even the things we're talking, it's all like manipulated. And the fact that finally like the little guy came in and fucked up your game. Now everybody is all upset and like trying to figure out how do we stop this? What can we do? Even though they're not really doing anything wrong, you know? Right. Um, they weren't like lying about the value of the stock or anything. They were just they just kind of banded together and all bought it. They like coordinated. I don't know. Is that against the rules? I don't I don't think so. I mean, it probably will be by the end of the year, but I don't think so. And so I love that story because I absolutely don't care. And, you know, here's my favorite, my personal favorite part. I was talking to a group of people who are all like, I don't know, probably 50 plus, right? And so, and not all of them, but a lot of them, and not all of them are obnoxious, but some of them are. And they're they're all whining about this because I was like, ha ha, fuck Wall Street, you know? why? (laughs) Well, they're whining about it because they're like- Are they hedge fund managers? (laughs) No, but they're like, we, you know, if the stock market's all fucked up, like, you know, we have our retirement and we're going to lose our retirement. And I was like, um, okay, so first of all, nobody, literally no one cares because the people who are doing this are millennials generally- it's not the generation yeah. below millennials because they're too young to do this. Mm-hmm. And they have been raised to not have retirement. <laughs> yep. And have been told that um, you shouldn't care about anyone else. So I don't see why what they're doing is off brand. Like, this is exactly it. Like, nobody cares about anyone else. No one cares what happens to you. And I, this, I have no skin in this game, so I don't give a fuck. And so I, honestly, it's the boomers that taught us this lesson. So good for them. I guess they should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They should pull themselves up by those bootstraps. Yeah, get your bootstraps back Retire out. Retire on those bootstraps. Yeah, get your bootstraps <laughs> out so i love this i don't care i bought i literally did buy shares like i told you of gamestop and amc and i don't i'm not doing it to make money i fully expect that it will crash down and i'll lose yeah. money but i don't care of course. and i will never actually sell it i'm gonna hold this stock forever because that's the whole thing is deep fucking value always posts every day that he's held the stock yeah and yesterday he lost 14 million dollars and he held the stock that is so <laughs> interesting so every time he posts on uh reddit that he did not sell everybody goes absolutely batch it and they're like if he holds we hold if he holds we hold. oh my god it's an absolute I, I love that i understand that oh, these I people as individuals are probably trash also but i still love it of course they're trash but i mean i don't who knows i don't know who these people are oh, no i heard that just this group was like extremely misogynistic and whatnot oh, i'm sure they are well you know who they are though i mean think about who they are they're probably in their basement much like incels <laughs> yeah they're basically are a bunch of incels but you know what what even incels sometimes do things like <laughs> no no you know what the people are complex they're people are complex no no one is all good 
good or all evil. Uh, yeah, I think um, I agree with you that there's complexity here, but I do love what's happening. No, the outcome, I 100% Beautiful. A+. Plus. And yeah. Mark Cuban, he was actually on the subreddit the other day kind of cheering them on and like saying, don't sell. Like this is, they're just trying to scare you. They're driving. Wait, like, who's Mark Cuban? He owns some, he owns some basketball team. Hang on. Okay. He's a billionaire, first of all. Mm, okay. Um, oh, he owned the Dallas Mavericks and mm. he, and he owned other shit too. I think he, um. He had money in Yahoo. I don't know what the fuck he did. But anyway, he's a billionaire, right? And he, um, uh-huh. but he's kind of like, people like him because I guess he's like kind of cool or whatever. Uh-huh. And so he went on there and he was like, absolutely fuck Wall Street. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, you can change things if you all band together and all that. He got them all riled up again. So anyway, um, I just love it. And I'm going to hold my my shares forever in honor of deep fucking value. I love it. And I don't care. So... That's all I have to say. So, sorry, smoothies. You got... Yeah, you got bumped. <laughs> you got bumped. I do love smoothies. I'm absolutely good at making smoothies. Absolutely horny for smoothies, but... You know what? They still got their little moment in the spot. Yeah, they got their moment. Yeah. You know, what else do you want from me, smoothies? Yeah. You know, what else do you want? What else is there to say? What else is there? You're delicious, and I'm great at making you. So, um, cool. please go on. Tell me what you're horny for. Okay. Well, I am also horny for this game thing, and honestly, for boomers losing all of their retirement boots, but... <laughs> <laughs> You went there. And I was like, what retirement? I'm JK. I'm JK. I, some of my best parents are boomers, and I wish them nothing but the best. <laughs> um, no, what apparently I am hunting for today, according to our outline, is the very cheap ring light that I bought on Amazon.com. Mm. Not an endorsement, but... no. Wait, you bought me one once, right? I think I have it. I bought you the kind that's like a tiny one that clips on your phone, I think. Yeah, yeah. I looked so beautiful in it. And I asked you if that was good, and your response was fairly lukewarm. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll try again. Listen, listen. It is good, but it's not like, you know, a utility size. That's all I'm saying. No, I know. And that's why I'm glad you gave me an honest answer, which was like, it's fine. It's definitely better than no ring light. It doesn't really matter, but I was going to get my mom a ring light for Christmas, and I did, but she ended up not needing it because if you have one of those giant fucking iMac computers, that basically is a ring light for your whole face. So <laughs> she was like, I can't get it to get above my huge computer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you don't. Wait, she has an iMac? Yeah, she has one of those fucking huge, huge computers. Wait, is it an old one or like a, do they still make those? Like a new one. No, they still oh, make those. I didn't even know that. I'm going to Google them right now. That's like the desktop. Like, I, I don't even know how many. It's probably like the size oh. of my TV, but um, anyways, I wanted to oh. test it before. I bought it so I bought myself a ring light and obviously I have gotten use out of it because I love looking at my pretty face and Mm. so when I like do Facebook video chats with uh, my family or like Matt's mom I turn on that ring light I turn it on the warm setting Mm -hmm. it looks so warm it's so beautiful Um, and yesterday I had this like job-related meet-and-greet, they call it. It was basically like an interview for no job, and I was really not in the mood to do it. Like, I was in a bad mood yesterday. I was upset about many things. And so I was like, I have to get it together. And I was like, maybe... Maybe it's time to pull out the ring light, you know? And so I set myself mm. up at the kitchen table and I like I like to test what I look like on my my computer by opening up FaceTime. And so I open up FaceTime mm-hmm. sans ring light and I'm like, oh my good God, you f- hideous goblin, you know? <laughs> Turn on that no, ring light. I'm so sad. I was like, Yeah. Holy shit. 
who is this fuckable? Who is this straight up hottie? She looks like oh, I love like that. a Snapchat filter incarnate. Like I looked like <laughs> I was my skin looked flawless. My my yeah. I guess that's mostly it. My face it just looks so glowing and golden. Like I mm. had I basically had like a flower crown and sparkles floating around my head. You know, <laughs> little hearts just popping out of your eyeballs. I sent you a screenshot. I think of it. Oh it, you, uh, yeah. It, maybe yeah, it wasn't. It was incredible. Maybe I'm overselling it, but. No. Boy, oh boy. No. I have to say, I know that someday the pandemic's going to be over, and I, <sighs> in a way, um grieving that because I am sad for the day when I have to meet and greet people in real life without, no, without a ring light. my own lighting. <laughs> like, if I could go the rest of my life with never being lit from above ever again, I surely would yeah. do it. I would trade something big for that, I'm sure. You know, like, I don't know, a kidney, maybe? I would give no, you don't need half of my kidneys to to control the lighting for all of time. I think that's really a good idea, and I agree. Sadly, I don't think that's an option. Perhaps it is an idea for a TV show, though. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call that? Um, oh, I love that. Some some mm. pun with ring, probably. Um, ring. I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that. All right, I'll cut it we'll out, actually. <laughs> yeah, I cut that whole thing. I was hoping we'd think of something and be really funny, but... Um, but yeah, so if you feel like your face could be more beautiful, I know that's hard to imagine God. for all you beautiful, beautiful listeners, but believe me, I did you think that I could be more beautiful? No, No, you did not. that's true. So You did I'm, defile... You heard it here, folks. Get yourself a ring light. Every single one of them is cheap as shit, it seems. I looked for more expensive ones. Yeah, this is not a big investment to look like a princess. No, I think this costs at most $14, and it will probably break yeah. within six months, but I don't care. Sure. That's only $28 a year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look at you doing math. I know. I can always do money math. I can do money math and mile math. I can't do any other math. Ironically, I used to be able to do some pretty complicated math trying to figure out how good I had to do on my next math test in high school in order to like bring my C minus up to like an A minus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time you need it. That's really the only time I did, you need I it. I did math grade math, but sadly very, math very math. bad at the actual math. Mm. Oh, that's all right. Anyways, that's it. That was my horny of the day. All right. So moving on. Moving on. Oh. Moving on. Oh, oh, this is our very special section, yeah. Jeannie. <laughs> this is, guys, get ready. This is a curveball. Get ready. <laughs> oh, boy. So, as you know, because you're literally our greatest fans on Earth. Yes. Um, Thank you. We have very specific sections we like to stick to because if Jeannie and I are anything, it's organized. <laughs> God. <laughs> um. That's not true. But we do. We do manage to keep a nice list, and um, so that works out great for us. But and we don't like to add segments or take away segments, but we did realize that there was a need for a special segment every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And what are, we, what are we calling it? What are we calling it? Do we have a name for this segment? Um, not a good name. No, we don't have I a I called name. it Reco Retraction. Oh, okay. So this is a recommendation retraction section. Um, <laughs> Jeannie and I like to give lots of recommendations on this podcast, and we stand by them. I guess we could just call it Raised Wrong Retraction. Raised Wrong Retraction. That's perfect. All right. And like I said, th- this will not come up in every episode, so don't get too excited. But every once in a while... <laughs> <laughs> or conversely, don't get too scared. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, don't get too scared. Don't get too upset. <laughs> um, just keep keep. Will you just get a hold of yourself? <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Just take some deep breaths, okay? <laughs> yeah, take a deep breath. Get a sip of water. 
Honestly, you're embar- you're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us. <laughs> you're making a scene. You're making a scene. Shh, shh. Everyone's looking. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm um, sorry. Um, so <laughs> this is a special special section mm-hmm. called raised wrong retraction. We just decided, mm-hmm. and we once gave a pretty glowing recommendation of a product, and we would like to retract that recommendation. Yes. So we're not going to tell you which one, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) here's the deal. We recommended a product that we recently found could give you cancer, but we're not going to tell you which one. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not cigarettes, if that's what you're thinking. Those are very cool, but no. Yeah, I know we love cigarettes, but no. No, actually, okay. So to be real, we did recommend the period panties Thinks, right? We did. And um, because we both love those. We do. And I told hilariously, hilariously, a story about them in which I had mistakenly worn them inside out for a portion of a day. And it turns out that might be the best way to wear them after all because. Yes. (laughs) She was saving herself. They make them. the the liners and the absorbing things uh, out of like yeah. cancer, I guess. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. I think this is what we learned. So we loved things period panties, which are basically you know panties. I hate that word. I know it's gross. underwear <laughs> that you wear um, while you're on your period, and it like eh. I mean you can just like bleed into these underwear, and it acts just like any other um, period product where it just soaks it up. But I mean better. people think that's so gross. It's like literally, what do you think you're doing with every other period product? You are bleeding on yourself, no matter what you're wearing. Anyhow. I think it's a great product. I did. And then my friend Angie, shout out to Angie mm-hmm. for trying not to have us killed, told me that there was a class action lawsuit against Thinks. And it was because some independent like journalist or something sent her pair and another pair of a different brand to a lab. Mm-hmm. And that Thinks tested positive for something called PFAS, which mm-hmm. is polyfluoroalkyl substances. Mm-hmm. And... Those are like toxic chemicals, and they are found. My friend Allie, who works in actually removing this chemical substance from water really? as like a job, huh. yeah, she said that you can find those in a lot of like non-stick things, yeah. like ring coats, and yeah. And she said, so she's not surprised that it might be in something like that because right. of what they're trying to achieve. Right, it's for like waterproofing. But, right, so like the the uh, testing showed that they had like a ton, like this was not like high, very high level and like not in the sense that they thought it might just kind of be a byproduct. It seems like they, like they knew what they were like doing. They and that, that's one of the ingredients to think. Yeah. It's one of their ingredients. So I never in my life would have thought these were toxic, but I'm also not very smart. Mm. But when I, the bad thing about it is of course, that's like directly on your mucous membranes, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like Gross. you're soaking up this toxic, whatever. Yeah. It's perhaps the worst place to put these chemicals <laughs> right so um so we are retracting um our recommendation and if you bought these absolutely we're sorry throw them away yeah if you are thinks um fuck off because this has absolutely been you know reported on so anyway so i did find that they had like a class action going so i signed up um just to get more information and i immediately got an email back from a lawyer yeah and um i did too and they asked if i had the product and I was like they asked if you had what yes and they're like well keep it they asked if I still had the product and the receipts oh okay and I said yeah I do and so they just told me to keep it but I don't know that like I'll be involved in this or not but I do have a bag of these underwear in my closet just waiting for lawsuits (laughs) that's very exciting I was going to throw them out but then I was like no I'll keep them 
I did buy some other brands to test out. And I now I kind of like don't trust anybody, but I did look and like specifically look for the ones that said they didn't have this in there. And they, you could tell they're kind of um, marketing on thinks is like failure. So I feel like they probably did do something differently. Anyway, I, uh, sorry that we gave you bad advice. We didn't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't do but it. But you know what? When we, I do want to point mm-hmm. out. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say when we knew, when we knew better, we did better. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say that this happens a lot because of, of yours and my different schedules and very different time zones that, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night before I want to wake up. That that often being the time you probably wake up intentionally in like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> but um, I woke up on the day that this news was broken to me by you mm-hmm. to a text that said, <laughs> <laughs> what? we need to throw out our thinks period underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I said? At 4.38 a.m. <laughs> Listen. And I... Oh, uh, you know, I didn't reply until five thirty-eight, actually. But that was like a, a really like a, a that was a shot of adrenaline to start to start that Wednesday of mine. And the most beautiful thing is that Jeannie didn't even ask any questions. She just walked immediately to her dresser drawer, took the <laughs> took the underwear out, threw them in the trash can because that's how she trusts me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So well, no, unfortunately, I also didn't throw them out. I just put them on like a pile in the floor, but because it was so upsetting to me because some of them were pretty new, and I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I know. God I literally. I spent like a lot of money on those this year because I started using them more they're this year. Cheap. No, they're like thirty dollars a piece, like forty bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yes, if you bought them, so sorry. Uh, tell us, but we cannot offer you a refund. No. We we don't have any money. But if you did get them from a third party seller, do contact the attorneys because I think that might be the kind of person they're looking for right now. So really? yeah, they kind of explained that to me, mm. but I didn't pay that much attention. Okay. okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. All right. Done with the, the retraction. Yeah, that's our retraction. On to our real gripe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first. Okay. My gripe, I mean, I gripe about anti-vaxxers all the time. It's just something I do. Mm-hmm. But I have a new gripe about anti-vaxxers, and it's not that they're not vaxxing. It's that I read a story. I think it was in L.A., Jeannie. I can't remember. Yeah, it was L.A. I think it was like the, the baseball stadium or something. Yeah, they were doing some vaccination site at like a baseball stadium in L.A. And anti-vaxxers clearly didn't go there to get vaccinated because that's what they're anti. But they they did f- tr- like fully fuck up the effort to vaccinate people who did want the vaccine by like yeah. blocking them and like walking around with stupid signs and like all this other shit. And like, I, I truly don't understand. Like I'm really trying to understand. I, I don't either. I don't understand. Yeah. Because like, for example, just to bring it back, you know, full circle, if you want to wear your Finks panties, that's on you. Yeah. I'm not going to go like walk in front of your house and like hold a sign up. Now that's obviously different because vaccinations are fine and your panties will kill you. But I still don't, I still don't need to tell you what to do. I want to get a hat that says your panties will kill you. Well, guess what you're getting. I will 100% send you a hat that says your panties will kill you. But I do not. But I want will to be underlined, okay? I want it to be emphasized. Oh, yes. I will emphasize will. Um, Okay. All right. Sorry. That's okay. No, never apologize. I, so... I'm griping because, like, if you don't want to get a vaccination so far, despite the fact that Biden, who, you know, is an overlord, is president, they're not forcing people (laughs) to get vaccines. So you don't have to. Just don't do it if you don't want to. I mean, you're fully an idiot, but, like, don't do it. You're allowed to be an idiot in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. 
It's encouraged, actually. But why would you stop somebody else from doing it? It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Like, it's fine. If you don't want the, the vaccine microchip for Bill Gates entering your body or whatever, that's fine. That's more for us, then. But what do you care if other people do? Yeah, what do you care if other people do it? I don't get it. No, and I... I really don't care. And I really do think that's like a whole new thing because, you know, having paid a lot of attention to anti-vaxxers in my past, they don't usually do that in my experience. They might tell you that you're stupid and they might band together with other other anti-vaxxers to convince themselves that they're not stupid and they might not vaccinate themselves or their children. But they don't usually, I have not really seen them like take on the regular individual who gets like vaccinated. You know, maybe they would fight with the big pharma that they think is murdering everyone. But right. But I just didn't. So I'm just like, why now? Why are you doing this? And I, I can only blame it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Facebook. Let's blame everything on Facebook. Okay, which honestly, we can really. You, honestly, it's not even a joke. This is like anti-abortion bullshit. Mm. You know, like this is like the people staying outside of abortion oh clinics trying to, you know, fuck with people's lives. It's just like, you're accomplishing nothing. Mind your own beeswax, as they say. Right. You're just trying to be an asshole. And the fact that, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, people are want to get vaccines and you're going to stop it, especially since the thing I hate the most about anti-vaxxers, and there's a long list, mm-hmm. is that they always benefit from other people taking this risk that they think is too much for them. They don't even realize it, but it's like, okay, if everyone was an anti-vaxxer, we would have so many diseases that you can't even imagine. We'd all be dead of measles. Yeah, we'd all be dead of measles. And, well, maybe not. Measles doesn't really kill them. Maybe one of them. Whatever. We'd all have measles. Okay, we'd we'd all be dead if we'd get the new measles that kills you. We get new measles. We have yeah, we probably would have new measles. But my point is yes, we'd all be dead of measles. I retract my own statement and I concur. Thank you. Um but my point is yeah, like you are benefiting from me doing this because even with like the flu shot, mm-hmm. people don't like to get the flu shot. I know, I know. I always get the flu shot and it definitely reduces the death of people from the flu in the United States every yeah. flu season if people get the flu shot. And so you're going to probably not you, but like you out there are not going to die from the flu and I'm contributing to that and you're not doing shit. And that doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah. And now with the COVID vaccine, it's going to be the same thing. It's very unfair. This is very unfair to me. <laughs> but anyway. Should that be the title yeah, of this Facebook was very unfair Honestly, to me. I feel like we should have a new section called This is Very Unfair to Me where we talk about, I mean, it's kind of like gripes, but it's more personal. You know what I mean? Because um, I could do that every week because nothing's ever fair to me. I think that's my gripe today, actually. Okay. I love that. And my elderly husband was telling me like just everything. Like there's so much misinformation about vaccines on, you guessed it, Facebook and other social media sites. And... Somebody we saw the other day was like, oh, look, Hank Aaron died like two weeks after he got the the COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah. Hank Aaron, famously 86 years old when he died. I thought he was even older. No, but he's still, he's in his late 80s. Like, yeah, he might die. Like, that might happen. There's no necessary correlation between, you know, well, there's a, maybe a correlation, I guess, in the loosest sense, but... There's no causation that we can find between him getting that. It's like, well, maybe it was playing baseball that killed him. Yeah. Well, it could be anything. It could be anything. So somebody said that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And so then I made the famous joke that was, yeah, my grandma died two weeks after she was in hospice. And so I think she was murdered. But um, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the point is. They were poisoning her. <laughs> yeah, they po- obviously they poisoned her because she was just fine two weeks earlier and then she absolutely died. She was 93. It's weird. Like almost every everything and creature and person who dies was at some point living. Well, yeah, it's weird because everybody who dies, they were actually doing something before they died. A thing they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy. Like the cause of death, it's like, you know, driving, like eating an apricot. Like it's crazy. So 
Anyway. I do want to say that I'm wearing a hat right now with a pin on it that says, it's like a little Google search bar with like a magnifying glass and it says coolest way to die. Oh, I love that for you. But anyway, oh, so let me finish my story. So my elderly husband told me that okay. this this misinformation about Hank Aaron has actually dissuaded people in the black community from getting the vaccine. Mm. I know. So like this is what this is what the social media sites should be worried about, not my QAnon jokes, Ugh. is that you are literally killing people with stupid lies from people who are too stupid to know that they're lying. And I just won't have a genie. I will bully everybody until I'm banned from every social media site because I am past the point of like being nice because it really is life and death at this point. And if I have to make you feel like a fool, then I will. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it happily. Cool. So anyway, that's my gripe is why the fuck would you stop other people from getting a vaccine just because you don't want one? Okay. What's your gripe of the day? My gripe, aka a thing that is very unfair to me and only me, Mm. is probably very boring. So, you know, I'm going to talk a lot and I'm going to cut it down to the most exciting parts of going to the the DEQ. Not DQ. As in Dairy Queen. No, that sounds just fun. I do not need any more hot eats or cool treats. (laughs) I am set. But... The DEQ is like the emissions testing place that you have to fucking go every two years here to, you know, make sure your car is not killing people as fast. I don't fucking know. But so my registration for my car, the thing that I am supposed to have to legally drive expired in September of 2020, which I didn't even realize until like at least a month after the fact because I hadn't gotten the thing in the mail because I forgot to update my address with the DMV. So I had to go through a whole ordeal of, like, doing that and then getting them to resend the thing to me. And everything takes long right now with the DMV because of the pandemic. And I finally got the papers. And I think that was in December when I was like, it's December. I can't do anything right now. It's Christmas. You know, you have to take that whole month off from doing things, boring things, anything that's not related to presents or bows or wrapping paper. I cannot do in December. Mm -hmm. So it became January. And I was like, I'm about to start a job, so I'm like, oh, I should do all the boring stuff I don't want to do right now. Like, I'm going to go to the doctor, and I'm going to go to the dentist, and I'm going to go to the DEQ, and so I can finally renew my stupid registration. And so on one Friday, in fact, it may have been Friday the last, I, like, just got it all together. I said, I'm doing it. I am prepared. I'm going to the DEQ to have my car tested so that I can renew my registration. And it was cool. I did it. I just got there. I went for it. There were only like two cars in, ahead of me. And then when I got up to the thing, they like tell you to get out of your car and leave it running. And then they're going to like hook something up to it. And I went into like a little tiny little office and they're like, all right, so you're doing all the stuff today, right? Like you're going to renew your registration here. And I said, yes, please. And then I was signing something. And then the lady came back in and she was like, sorry, your car is not ready. What? And I was like, what? Like these words are not computing in my head for what I'm doing. <laughs> How is a car not ready? It's right there. Right, exactly. It's ready. It's here. It is on and it is here. That is all it has to do to be ready. Apparently that was wrong. She's like, did you have work done in your car recently? And I was like, no. And she's like, did you like? Did you get a new battery or did you have to replace, like, did your battery die? And I was like, yes, my battery did die because I've driven my car so little in the last year. My battery died in October, and I had to—I didn't have to get a new battery, but I just had to get it recharged, which apparently is a thing you can do. It cost me $5 Hmm. to get a battery charged, which felt magical to me at the time. But unfortunately, that apparently, like, I am so stupid, I don't understand, but it clears, like, all the memory in the car computer when your battery dies. So, like, whatever all the tests they have to do now— 
they cannot do. And so I'm in a bit of a pickle. And she's like, you just have to do drive cycles. And I was like, what? Oh, drive cycles. Okay. <laughs> what is drive cycles? And I was like, wait, how, what, is that a place? Like, I was so confused. Like, soul cycle? <laughs> do you need special shoes for that? But what she said was like, no, it's just you have to do different types of driving to like, you know, get like the data back, you know, so that we can test it. And I was like, okay. And then she hands me a piece of paper that is highlighted and it's like, drive cycles. You need to do a mixture of um, stop and go driving and highway driving and i was like yes those are the two types of driving (laughs) what else is there like essentially other than like drag racing i guess yeah so i was like well in the three months since my battery died i have definitely done those two and only types of driving Mm -hmm. so i'm confused as to how like if my battery had died a week before i was like okay that makes sense i need to drive more but i'm like i've I don't know what to do. And I was so upset because nothing frustrates me more in the world than when I have put something off and then I'm actually doing it and trying and giving it my all. And then I'm unable to complete it where I'm like, this isn't fair. This is not fair. Right. I am not to blame here. And so now I'm all stressed out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a ticket. Like they had like a forgiveness for, you know, expired shit and violations like that that went through 2020. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure we no longer have grace. Grace has ended. And I don't know how to drive my car. And when you look up a drive cycle for a Honda Civic, it's like the most complicated set of instructions I've ever seen. My friend Savannah, shout out to Savannah, has actually done this insane thing apparently. And I don't understand. Because I'm like, where do you do this? So what you have to do, it says cold start. This is so boring. Begin from cold start. It tells you how to turn your car on. And then your your tank must be one quarter to three quarter full of gas. And your engine coolant must be Wait, below. Wait, you, lo- you lost me. I turn your car on. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? This is very advanced. Then you have to let it idle for two and a half minutes with the air conditioner on and rear defroster on. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Right. Then it says, turn those things off and begin driving as soon as possible. Okay, as soon as possible. So we're thinking like from my street where I live, apply half throttle until 55 miles per hour is reached. Oh my God. (laughs) This will now run self-tests on the misfire detection, fuel trim, and blah, blah, blah. Now hold your vehicle steady at 55 miles per hour for three minutes. During this time... Blah, 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 blah will be performed. Now, deceleration. During this step, you want to slowly let off the accelerator pedal. Do not brake or shift your Honda in order to slow down. It is important to let the vehicle coast along gradually, slowing down to 20 miles per hour. Then this will do other tests. Then you have to accelerate again until you're at 55 (laughs) to 60 again. Like, you have to do this, like, five times. It cannot be in the same day. Like, I have a part-time job of driving my car now, but (laughs) truly, and I'm asking, honestly... Where do I drive my car like a fucking maniac going between 60 and 20 miles per hour? I know. I really (laughs) honestly don't know. It's just like I told you on the phone, it depends who you want to run over, like pedestrians or people on the highway just trying to drive. Exactly. I just don't want to do this. I don't know. This is a classic gripe for me. I'm just, I'm fed up. I just don't feel like, I feel like car technology should be further along at this point that you don't need to do. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, you don't need to do like a dog and pony show to fucking see what's wrong with their car and fix it. Oh my God. Where are you, Elon Musk? <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I thought I loved my Honda Civic for being so basic, yeah. but now I'm not so sure. It's, too, it's a little too basic. Well, like now. you said, I do think probably my greatest solution is what you said, which is just set the car on yeah, fire set the and car on start fire. over. Yeah, start over. <laughs> we didn't say that, wink, wink. It was a mistake. <laughs> like, I don't want it. I, I don't, don't want, want it. it. If I can't if, have If it. anyone in the Portland area wants to drive my car like a fucking yes, insane we'll person, love you. please, I'll pay you $100. We'll make a whole new section on the podcast about you. <laughs> 
if you fix Jeannie's car for her and do this nonsense. Anyways, we're going to the coast this weekend, which is like a long drive, like two hours or more. And I'm going to drive my car. I am very nervous and I don't like it. And I don't like this unfinished business because I really did. I tried. I tried in all earnest I know you tried, and I'm so sorry for you. And once again, I do think I'm going to cut all of this out because it was so fucking no, boring, but this is my life. <laughs> this is my life. I'm not a child doctor. This is my life. <laughs> if only. The only thing I don't like about you is that you're not a child doctor. I don't love it. Um, I am I am living, but I am not laughing or loving, <laughs> and that makes me sad. <laughs> I think I am living and laughing. I'm not sure I'm loving, but like tomorrow will probably be the complete opposite. Okay. What's the complete opposite of two things, yes, and one thing, no? I don't know. Two out of three, not bad. Ain't bad. I, no, I agree. Um, let's move on to our questionable advice. Okay. I'm moving us along. Look at me, keeping us, yeah. keeping us honest. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and read this. Dear Jeannie and Jessica... I just recently married my girlfriend of three years. She has twin boys who are now seven years old. I have a great relationship with them, but my wife gets irrationally mad, in my opinion, if I try to discipline the boys. And I'm not talking about spanking or anything controversial, just regular timeouts and a general expectation that they behave. We didn't really live together before getting married, so it wasn't much of an issue before. Am I wrong to try to parent them at all? This person does not have a special name, which first of all points off, but pronouns he him we should just call him daddy okay dad you know daddy <laughs> oh daddy let me tell you what you can discipline me <laughs> i'm so naughty all right so anyway yeah i think um well obviously i have a lot to say on this matter as a as a parent and yeah once again genie absolute expert <laughs> step parent expert parental expert genie you know what, but i want to see what you're gonna say so okay so i'm gonna hold my advice yeah you hold your advice i'm gonna say something and i'm saying this from the position of someone who has children and who has been married to two separate Mm -hmm. men who also had children of their own and um my elderly husband's daughters are like teenagers so this is a totally different thing but when i married my second husband famously known as the father of my children at least two of them Mm. i've got so many Mm -hmm. oh my god this is so complicated like the fuck is my life Let me start over. Um, So my ex-husband, when I uh, started dating him, he had three kids and they were, let me think, three, five, and six at the time. Oh my. I know. Can you believe it? Now they're teenagers. That's crazy. But so they were all little around this age, you know, and I remember that's very awkward. Now, this um, writer did not tell us if he had his own children or not. I kind of feel like not because mm. I almost feel like he would have mentioned it at some point. I feel like not too. I don't reason. know. But if you if you do have your own children, then I do think it complicates this a little bit in a different way. If you don't have your own children, which I'm going to make that huge assumption because you didn't mention them, I think it's very important to, first of all, recognize that you might not understand everything that you're wife is feeling and people who don't have children get really mad when you say they don't understand something but they don't you know they they don't and sure. you can't quite understand what it's like to hear someone discipline your children who is not technically their parent especially when you're kind of I mean you've been together three years but that's not actually that long and it takes a lot much longer time in my experience to like become a parent figure to children who aren't yours and so mm-hmm. I would basically say you're not wrong to want to keep them from behaving, like you say. Like that's of course you should help out. But I do think my advice is don't try and be a parent yet. 
Now, that doesn't mean you don't say, hey, young boy, don't punch your brother, you know, or don't jump yeah. off the couch. Like, you can say those things. But I think the chain, the, the problem I have is when you say you're disciplining them, like, you should not be disciplining them. And I'm not saying that you're hitting them or spanking, mm. but the discipline should come from your wife. And yeah. if you see the boys seeing, doing something wrong, say, hey, I'm going to have to tell your mom. Like, I'm sorry, I have to tell your mom. And then you go tell on them, like a big child, which is absolutely appropriate. Yeah. And then she she disciplines them because it's hard to see someone disciplining your kid, even if they're your husband, if you've only been in their life for a few years. And the kids aren't really going to take to it yet either. Like, you need to put your time in to mm-hmm. have a stepchild see you as a parent. And so I would say, yes, of course, if you have to stop them from hitting each other, hurting themselves by mistake, jumping off furniture, you know, doing dangerous shit, like, of course, stop that right away. But when it comes to like the little less urgent issues, I would just say, hey, you know, like, I don't I don't like that behavior. And I'm telling your mom because she's going to have to talk to you about it. But you don't want to cause a problem with your wife. No. And I would say my only insight here is do not let your wife ever hear that you think she is irrationally mad in your opinion. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't sign this. Keep your fucking opinion to yourself yeah because honestly i don't think she is irrational and i i don't know all the details but i i think it's a rational normal feeling to feel defensive of your children from everybody and i think you should honor and respect that about her and just maybe talk to her i don't know what conversations you've had with her but don't tell her she's being irrational don't tell her she's being you know that she's wrong just say okay like what is my interaction with them look like to you? Like, how, what should that be like? Like, what are you comfortable with? Yeah, what do you think right. they're comfortable with? And then just stick to that because at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if their you know, dad is in the picture or what, but you really got to earn your spot with stepkids and it takes a long time. So you just got to stick it out and I would definitely leave the disciplining to your wife. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say. And I think I'm the expert on this. So. Yeah, you are. I really have nothing to say other than, wow, this sounds hard. Yeah, it is. I mean, having kids is complicated. It is. Having kids is. But yeah, if you You've never lived with them before. This all seems very new, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's a good point. Stay the fuck out of it. Like, just what would a babysitter do? You know? like Yeah, exactly. If, if the problem is, like, you're you're with them and your girlfriend is gone, like, I don't know what... I don't know in what scenario you would think you needed to d- even discipline no, them. No, you just say, wait till your mother gets home, just like people did always. Yeah, like, when your mom gets home, I'm going to let her yeah. decide what to do with you yeah. rascals. You know, and there may but, come a time where everyone's comfortable with you taking on a more disciplinary role, but it's just not now. Like Jeannie said, yeah. which I forgot to mention, you, you haven't lived together for very long, so it's a whole new dynamic now. I'm comfortable moving on because yeah. I feel like we have enough other stuff. Just to chill say. out. Yeah, chill out. Jesus. No, I'm comfortable moving on too. Okay. I think we have, we have better things to talk about. Sorry. No offense, daddy. No offense, daddy. We love you. Okay. So <laughs> you, Jeannie, are going to read the terrible Cosmo advice. Take it away. I sure am. This is also from January of 2003. This one caught my eye because the title is How to Get Him to Say the oh, L Word. Wow. And I know what you're thinking. It's not lesbian. All right. It is. You will say that freely and openly. All right. How to get him to say the L word. Men aren't big on saying Mm -hmm. I love you, but you can cure your guy's allergy to those three little words. Here's how. Try pillow talk. Men are more likely to say they love you in bed because physical closeness makes them feel more emotionally intimate. So say Tell me you love me during his starry-eyed state. With his hormones in full gear, the odds are in your favor. Mm. Appeal to his sense of humor. Make saying the L word into a joke once in a while, and he'll be more open to saying it himself. When he does something sweet, whether it's getting you a glass of water or tuning up your car, occasionally say, Thanks. I know you did that because you love me. (laughs) 
You might just get a nod at first, but he'll ease into verbalizing it. (laughs) And finally, play it cool. When he finally says, I love you, don't make a huge deal of it or he'll start to feel smothered and embarrassed. Quickly mention how good it makes you feel or better yet, just reciprocate and move on. Oh boy. This is so weird. I kind of looked at this as like, like a timeline of events. So I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just met, right? And you're like in bed. You, you met on Tinder or whatever. You're not actually dating, mm-hmm. but you're a clingy person who like always says I love you when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're banging and you're like, tell me you love me. <laughs> and he's like literally about to like pop off. So he's like, I, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're incredible. <laughs> and then, okay, now you start dating more like whatever. And you're like. You know, you're like one of our past Cosmo gals. Now he's tuning, now he's up, tuning up your up car. Your car. <laughs> like any Cosmo gal, you're waiting for that. It's doing drive cycles. <laughs> waiting for that engagement <laughs> ring. And you're like, oh, I'm going to appeal to his sense of humor now. Let's make it a joke, you know. <laughs> this is such a good idea. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he like says goodbye. See you later. And you go, I know you said that because you love me. <laughs> He puts the toilet down. You're like, oh, good boys do this because they love you. He like <laughs> nods or grunts. He's like, you know. And then, <laughs> and then finally, play it cool. Finally, you trick him into doing you it. You trick him into doing it. All right. And now it's like your birthday. So he's like fucking obligated to say this. And you're sitting at dinner and he's like, um, oh, I love you. And you're supposed to not make it a big deal. So you're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? I couldn't hear you. And then you take some more Cosmo advice where you like wander around the restaurant flirting with other men. <laughs> like full puss out, like just absolutely sitting on men's laps in the restaurant on your birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I love this advice. I guess is what I'm saying. It's perfect advice. I think that the just right off the bat, it's it's a great idea to get someone to say they love you. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not going to love you, but like they'll say it. They would never say it if you didn't manipulate the situation at least a little bit. Yeah, I don't like that. Either either he's going to say he loves you or he's not. Right. And And also, go ahead. I was going to say, it doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't love you if he doesn't say it. Right. Some people don't say that. It's just like a weird thing. It's a weird thing to start for some reason. You know, like. Well, it is a weird thing. And also, like, it's more meaningful to some people than others to say words. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's not everybody's love language. It's like saying words, you know, like. Like, we love saying words. Oh, we say so many fucking words. (laughs) But, like, maybe him tuning up your car is him saying he loves you without him saying it. Like, you know, like, you can't put too much value in that, especially if it's just not the way someone communicates. But I feel like we can make like a fourth one, which is just as useful as these, which is like, write the words I love you on a paper and have him tell him to read it. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. You got him to say the L word. (laughs) Tell him you're performing a vision test for him. Okay. You get this? You make a big eye. All right. (laughs) Okay. Let me write this down. Well, first you have to get your optometry license <laughs> so that'll take a few it's worth it um no i mean i know this wouldn't be as good of an article but i think if you want someone t- to tell you they love you what you do is you tell them you love them right yeah that's one way to do it and either they will reciprocate mm-hmm. or they will not right the idea of saying tell me you love me is so gross to me that is so embarrassing. I know. It really is. I don't like that. Unless it's some like weird sex thing, like whatever. You can tell some tell somebody to tell you anything and it's fine. I guess. But I do think like I do like the optometry idea. I like the writing it down. You could set up you could have him go on 
Wheel of Fortune and mm, call Vanna mm-hmm. ahead of time. I just want to talk about Wheel of Fortune for a second. How okay. old is Vanna White? I've said this a thousand times. Is she still on that show? She's ageless. She has to be. I think she's like in her 60s, maybe. Really? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Maybe late 50s? 63. Damn. I mean... I want th- I want the baby blood she's drinking. I do, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, she really looks great. And, like, ah, I just can't get over it. I'm looking at a picture right now. She doesn't look all, like, weird, though. No, she did a re- Whatever she did is excellent because she looks good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she doesn't look like she's trying to be 20-year-old Vanna White. <sighs> we should all be Vanna White. We should all be Vanna White. Okay, you can cut this. Cut everything I said out about Wheel of Fortune. Really? Unless you... No, absolutely keep we'll it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, keep that, too. Keep that, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> you do what you want. This is your... Don't tell me how to... Edit. This is your okay. show. This, this is your show. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me I love you. Tell me I love you. <laughs> So bad. Don't don't make the people don't make the people hear our fights. (laughs) No, this will be very distressing. I know. Okay. Okay. So anyway, super dumb as usual. So um, we're moving on to the internet dumb, and I'm sorry to keep up this common theme of vaccinations, but like I said, this is what's happening right now. We are women of the world. This is what's happening now. We are a news podcast. Yeah. (laughs) You have a problem with it? Don't complain to me. No. So our internet dumb today is one that I found, and somebody posted this, I think, purposefully. I mean, they may have been a Russian troll. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a, it's a meme. It's got a picture of Joe Biden on it and, like, a vaccine, you know, like, the shot in the vial. Mm-hmm. So it says, Biden to give terrorists vaccine first. President is slammed for approving shots for 9-11 mastermind and Al-Qaeda before most Americans. And then there's, like, little, like, you know, mug shots of 9-11 terrorists at the bottom. So, here's the thing. It makes sense to me. The story checks out. It didn't make sense to me. I looked it up, and apparently they were going to vaccinate the people who are at Guantanamo Bay. Mm. And, you know, they've been vaccinating prisoners, I think, in general, haven't they? I don't. I haven't paid much attention to that. They're supposed to, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so... Do I agree with vaccinating the terrorists? I mean, not really, but I also don't actually care. And also, this is just totally taking it out of context because Biden didn't say, okay, shut down all vaccinations. Yeah. No one get a vaccine. Nobody can have a vaccine until I fucking get Al-Qaeda vaccine. Yeah. I need that. I need those masterminds from 9-11. Those are my buds. I told them I'd hook them up. Yeah, I can't have them. I can't have them in Guantanamo Bay getting COVID, okay? So I don't think this was, I mean, I could be maybe I'm looking at this from too positive a view, but I don't feel like it was intentionally like, how do we vaccinate the terrorists? I think it was probably like, we're vaccinating prisons. Maybe we're going to vaccinate Guantanamo Bay. I don't know. And they were there. But either way, they did walk it back because of this outrage. Yeah. And they said they're going to pause the plan of giving them the terrorists uh, vaccine. And I mean, once again, this is just a great example of uh, selective outrage from Republicans Uh who are like, I can't believe we would vaccinate terrorists. Meanwhile, they're trying to bust terrorists out of prison who tried to take over our Capitol building. Like, let's not give them vaccines either. Meanwhile, they're also probably the people that are refusing to get vaccinated anyway. So what do they fucking care? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, almost certainly the people, like, the majority of people that actually believe this and are upset are also the people that are saying they're never going to get the vaccine no matter what. Oh, I know. Donald Trump Jr. said terrorists first was his big vaccine plan, apparently. Honestly, better plan than Donald Trump's. Which better is plan. nothing. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump didn't even give the terrorists a vaccine. Uh, he said, the new administration has a plan, and as we warned you, it's America last. Uh-huh. So the Pentagon press secretary said, no Guantanamo detainees have been vaccinated. We're pausing the plan to move forward. 
forward as we review force protection protocols. We remain committed to our obligations to keep our troops safe. I mean, I think that's the other thing is like other people are around these people. Like, do they know that? Right. Like they aren't guarding yeah. themselves, you know? <laughs> no, no. Like p- people actually do have to be there with them. So like maybe for one fucking second, think about the fact that they're in a very like confined area with other people who also don't deserve to get COVID. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the problem. Right. Like you have to get real close to their, their face when you're, you know, waterboarding them or whatever you're doing. There. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can waterboard them and get your own vaccine, but like we know that they're not hundred percent effective and it's exactly. probably in the best, everyone's best interest to, um, to get it. Now, once again, I'm not advocating for 9-11 terrorists no no i'm not advocating for oh. them, but i just think like this obviously okay, i am well that's fine you're canceled but <laughs> thank you <laughs> i'll be i'll but, see myself out <laughs> yeah goodbye um we need a new co-host anyone out there who hates terrorists no um so yeah obviously it's just it's just a bastardization of what's happening and that's the whole problem it's like you know republicans are so off the fucking wall and they're absolutely insane and batshit that they're like have to grasp at any straw they can find and like totally turn it around to make it crazy. And I mean, people have done this about Republicans as well. I've seen in like The Hill and like mm-hmm. very, very partisan liberal news. They make up bullshit about Republicans too. And I'm not saying they don't, but they don't need to make up much because they're so no. crazy. Um, <laughs> we got a lot more to work with on this side. No, we have like, we have like Marjorie Taylor Greene who thinks Jewish space lasers are like shooting. I don't even know what she said. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, love that. So we're moving on to Fuck, Mary Kill and... I love this so much. Mm-hmm. We are fucking marrying and killing infomercial products today. There were so many options oh, for God. infomercial products. Like you have to understand if you're if you're at home and you're like, believe me, why didn't you choose this one? It's like we don't know. Do you know how hard it was to choose? I wanted to do the pet egg, but Jessica didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what it was. So then, like, how can we do that to ourselves? So we chose two. We chose two, and then we chose another, and that added up to three. We chose three, and we added three to one, and got four. Then we subtracted another one and got three again. And three plus four is seven. And seven. if you yeah. add one, that's 17. And that's from yeah. your leader of QAnon, Jessica Rowland. Yeah, QAnon said 17 <laughs> flags behind Joe Biden on Inauguration Day. And what that means is you have to send me money. <laughs> so, um, sorry. So, <laughs> that's okay. I love that. Um, so, we chose three products, and the products we chose are Snuggie, mm-hmm. the Total Gym. Mm-hmm. And the slap chop. Yes. Um, I'm hoping you guys remember these. I don't know how you couldn't. They were all over the place. I mean, these are like Chia Pet level of fame, I think. They are. And I think that um, I do want to say that our runner up was a George Foreman grill. Yeah. And Jean and I realized that the only thing we could really say about it is that George Foreman named all of his kids George. And like, that's what we respect. 100%. That is a choice. But um, not to get too far into that, because I don't want to take any attention away from our three chosen ones. No, that would be disrespectful to our three chosen ones. That would be disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Jeannie, the Toll Gym, we're not disrespecting them, I watch. I just want to make that very clear. No, 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 ma'am. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have decided. Yes. I'll go first as always. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> say you love me. Um so I uh, I want to just come out and say I'm marrying the Total Gym. Total Gym, it is a lovely little product where it's like, it looks like it's like a bench press machine, but it slides up and down and it has bands and you can like slide your ass up and down doing bicep curls and you can do chest presses and all this other shit. But the best part about it is that Chuck Norris is the guy who sells it. And they had, and this is my personal memory and I, my, my memory very inaccurate most of the time, but I remember 
seeing this commercial so many times, Mm -hmm. but it was always the same commercial. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying they never made new ones, but I feel like they were airing like Chuck Norris at 45 years old until he was like 75 (laughs) and like trying to sell like that as Chuck Norris Mm -hmm. now, you know, he's famously 80 years old now. And I think, yeah, yeah, he is. Now here's the downside. Here's the downside of Chuck Norris. Okay. Okay. I love the total gym. Chuck Norris is what I think of when I think of the total gym because he hawked it for years. Chuck Norris is absolutely trash. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for me. Because he is, not just that he's Republican, but he, like, wanted to ban, like, same-sex marriage. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, the worst kind of Republican that could ever, ever, ever exist. And um, he didn't even like Mitt Romney, who's, like, the only moderately decent Republican. Jeannie hates him, but I love his hair. I don't hate him. I just don't like him. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. I love you. You know what? We absolutely agree on his hair. (laughs) Okay, good. We both, I I find him very handsome. (laughs) That's, that's called um, crossing the aisle, I think. Reaching <laughs> across, across the aisle. <laughs> where we agree that Mitt Romney has nice hair and a fine face. But the bottom line is that, like, you're a Republican and you hate Mitt Romney, then you're absolutely, you're like the worst Republican yeah. because he's the only one who ever does anything that's even a, a little bit okay. Right. So anyway, he's just absolutely trash person and that's too bad. But I can't say that the Total Gym is a flop. The best thing about it is when Chuck Norris was not the one selling mm-hmm. it and they would have like a perfectly chiseled man on there like doing little like <laughs> bicep curls with like literally with bands. Yeah. And, you know, and like sliding up and down on this fucking thing with bands. The thing I love about fitness commercials in general is like no person on earth achieves that body with this equipment. No, 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 no. They they get that body and then show you how to use this equipment that you're never going to use. Right, exactly. They, they work out with weights and cardio and strict dieting for like five years. Then they get hired as a fitness model. They sit on the Bowflex or the Total Gym or the Nordic Track or whatever, and they run on the TV commercial infomercial for 20 minutes, and then you buy it and you never use it. And you're like, you know what? I'm never going to look like Chuck Norris. So I <laughs> Anyway, but I will marry it because I love exercise equipment and I stand by that despite Chuck Norris. Not because of, but despite Chuck Norris. Yes, yes. I then move on to fucking the Snuggie. Okay, I I mean, I love... Listen, I don't think I need to tell you listeners how I feel about giant sweatshirts, okay? We've gotten several emails asking us to stop. Please stop with the giant sweatshirt. Tell us no more. So, yeah, I mean, I love a giant sweatshirt. Like Jeannie said, people constantly asking us. Well, we have two kinds of people. Some people are like, please talk (laughs) about giant sweatshirts. Please make a different podcast about giant sweatshirts. And some people are like, uh please don't talk about giant sweatshirts because I bought giant sweatshirts and they're not giant on me and I'm jealous of you. And it's like, okay, I get it. But anyway, I'll fuck the Snuggie because I love a giant sweatshirt. But I'm not going to marry the Snuggie because I feel like the Snuggie was a good introduction to a giant sweatshirt idea, but I don't think it really nailed it because it's it's not cute. No. Well, that's because it's not, they didn't view it through the lens of a giant sweatshirt, which they should have. No, I know. It was like a wearable blanket, but like, I feel like you don't need a wearable blanket when you have a giant sweatshirt. You can also just have a blanket. Right. You have a blanket or you can have a giant sweatshirt. You don't need a wearable blanket that looks absolutely, like you look like a maniac in that. Uh-huh. So I'm not like in love with it. I'm not going to marry it, but I will fuck it because I can't not, I can't kill a giant sweatshirt. Like, it's just not in my DNA. I will, however... <laughs> I will, however, <laughs> kill the slap chop. I Jeannie suggested the slap chop, and I, like, vaguely remembered it. And so I was fine doing it. But before we began this podcast... Because Jeannie and I are nothing if not professional. Exactly. I did my homework, and I watched a slap chop 
um, YouTube video and it immediately brought back all kinds of memories for me. And they're none of them good. None of no. them good. <laughs> <laughs> and there is an absolutely insane man doing it. But Gina will probably get into that more. What I want to say is it looks dangerous to me. It's meant to not be dangerous. Okay. It's meant to like, you won't chop your hand because we're going to put it in this little like cup thing and smash it with these moving blades. But I could see this going wrong really fast. And I feel like if I'm going to cut vegetables, it's not that I don't want it to be easy, but I feel like this is like something you'd give to a kindergartner and then like monitor them where you'd say like, okay, kids, like today in class, we're going to make vegetable soup. And then you give like the one kid the safety scissors and then you give the other kid the slap chop and you're like, okay, Jonathan, just push down. <laughs> like here's carrots, honey. Okay. Now just push it. Yep. There you go. Good job. Couple more. Oh, that's perfect. Thanks, honey. And then you like, you shove him to the side, like, and don't let him touch it anymore. And like, if I'm going to go through the trouble of cooking, which I'm not, but if I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to cut it with a knife Yeah, because I want to look like a badass. I don't want to pop this little machine like a whack-a-mole. I don't like it. No, it's, what are you playing? Trouble? Is that that game? Yeah, exactly. Was this Trouble? What are you playing? What game are we playing? Was this Hungry Hungry Fucking Hippo? So anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kill that. And with that, I turn it over to Jeannie. Okay, well, I am going to kill the Slap Shop as well, despite the fact that I really wanted this to be part of the game. And I really think it was just because I want to tell the world that Vince Offer sucks. Right. Like, he's basically just known for, like, he's very proud of himself for making, like, entendres. Like, one of the famous lines from his Slap Shop commercial is, you're going to love my nuts. Yeah. Because, I don't know. He he found a way to work that I in. feel like I won't. And it's really stupid. And he also made a movie <laughs> called... Um, the Underground Comedy Movie, which I highly encourage you to look up just so you can see what the cover of it looks like, because mm-hmm. it is a little devil picture with, that has the title on it. And then there are two, like, hot girls making, like, like scrunched-up faces sitting on toilets. Oh, my God. And then the cast is—the cast's photos are shown on rolls of toilet paper, and the cast does include— Slash. Wait, what's this movie called again? The Underground Comedy Movie. Okay, sorry, go ahead. It also has Michael Clark Duncan, the guy from The Green Mile. Okay, okay. And Joey Buttafuoco. So it's a star-studded cast, <sighs> and it looks amazing I'm literally funny. looking at it right now. <laughs> Written by Vince Offer. Okay. So Vince Offer is this psychopath, and when you Google him, one of the, one of the big things that comes up is that he was arrested. He has a, a beautiful mugshot from, I think, like 2009 because he beat up a prostitute who bit his tongue. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, that happens. You know, I don't, I don't know much more about the story, but I imagine that it's very bad. Yeah. And they kind of almost frame it like, well, she did bite him, you know. Oh, they, my God. They call her like a cannibal, you know. Oh, my God. And then this piece of shit Vince Offer... Like, he made a comeback, you know? Like, I think mm-hmm. that was before he started doing the ShamWow. And there are articles that are like, the ShamWow guy cleans up his act. This is from 2013. Oh, my God. Seriously? And it says, the ShamWow guy, Vince Offer, has returned after a sex scandal to clean up his act. It makes me very mad that they called it a sex scandal <laughs> because he beat the shit out of a sex worker. Yeah, I feel like that's not <laughs> like, right. And they're kind of like, oh, look at him. He's making fun of himself now. He, like, one of his commercials now, he does a little mugshot thing. And I'm like, I don't think that's funny. No, I don't think, I don't, I feel like that's not a joke to us. Anyway, so that all being said, I cannot separate the man from the infomercial product wow. 
That is the slap chop. See, here I was able to do that. Wait, that's because you didn't know any of this. That's true. So that was easy for you. No, no, no. I mean, I also killed slap chop, but I forgave Chuck Norris, I feel like. Now I feel like a bad person. Oh. But you know what? That's the game, though. Well, I guess the problem is that all of the people are bad people, probably. So Yeah, probably. Not that lady in the Snuggie. Not that lady in the Snuggie. Yeah. <laughs> She's an angel. But right. So I'm... Killing the slap chop, not only because it is a stupid product that no one needs and we have knives that work much better and are easier to wash, I'm sure. Mm. But yeah, mostly because he made this movie with the most revolting cover I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh um, and he's a Scientologist. Wow. Like The happy ending to this story is I think he lost his business by Scientology, like ousting him or something. Good. So, I love that. Anyways, n- no one likes Vince Offer. It's great. He sucks. Which brings me to... Can I say one thing about Vince Offer? Uh, yes. He, he married a woman named Melanie Mandate. And I'm just like... Mandate? Yeah. Huh. I just needed to say that. And also they only only married for four years. So anyway, that's you can cut that out. But I think that's weird. Vince Offer and Melanie Mandate. I don't know. I love a noun. That's a fine number of years to be married in my opinion yeah four is actually yeah it's a good medium number it's kind of like when you start a job and people are like ah, i, I want to stay here at, at least, least four years, three years yeah, three you years. know <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm gonna get married for at least four years yeah you gotta be married for four years and then when you marry again like people aren't like what the fuck's wrong with so you it looks yeah like it looks better on your marriage resume uh, on your marriage resume just like well it just didn't work <laughs> out but we tried <laughs> like my marriage resume very weak no one will hire very me. bad yeah gd very questionable no one will hire marry me <laughs> no no one will hire marry her she was married for 11 months and I've just had too many, like, I think at this point for my age. Um, so honestly, we're both terrible. Yeah, we are terrible. If I got divorced again, can you imagine, like, being, like, 40 and being like, yeah, I've been married three times. It's fine. <laughs> I think that's fine. Actually, you know, probably would be fine. We should normalize being married three times by your 40s. You're right. You're right. Well, I love those answers. I love your reasoning. I didn't know that about Mr. Slapchop. I was focused solely on the product. I'm glad I got some insight. Well, I do want to be clear that I've only given you one answer. So you only have one answer to love at this point in time. Are you kidding me? I didn't even realize that. I am not I'm sorry, distracted. You. I was about to move on, and then you interrupted me to tell me about Melanie Mandate. Oh, sorry. I got so confused. Okay, <laughs> cut that out. All right. So anyway, all right, you're going to kill the slap shop. See, to me, I always kill well, the thing. I always kill the thing last. So then i like, please continue. I often do whatever the last thing you did was oh. first. So I'm just going to be quiet. You go ahead. All right. So, yes, killing the slap shop, but really as a proxy for Vince mm-hmm. Offer. Um, I'm going to fuck the total gym. Mm. I will say that I have no interest in the total gym. I... Obviously, you have no interest in Chuck Norris. I am so glad I don't have to fuck Chuck Norris in this scenario. Oh, God. I think that if I had to buy a Total Gym, I would use it at least three times. And to me, that's a fuck's worth of exercise, Mm -hmm. really. I don't need any exercise equipment. I got my feet, and that's all I need. (laughs) And they take me walking. And you know what? So help me God if I lose them. (laughs) I will be very upset. Then you'll rethink the Total Gym. (laughs) I might get a Total Gym then. But yeah, I will marry the Snuggie because... Of the three very stupid products mentioned, I think it's the only one I would probably actually use consistently if I had it, even though I have no need for a Snuggie, because I want you to know, not only do I have giant hoodies, I have blankets galore, and I don't really want a blanket with sleeves. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't need it, but I'll marry it for the money because you know what? <laughs> fucking Snuggie. Do you know how many fucking Snuggies have been sold? Oh, God. They made a killing on that, didn't they? This, as of, uh-huh. well, this is from 2020. Over 30 million Snuggies. Oh, my God. Raking in over $500 million. This is not fair to us. It's a blanket this with This is sleeves. very unfair to us. <laughs> I don't know. 
You have literally no talent and you sold so many products. And Jeannie and I are over here absolutely killing it. Not even getting free things panties. <laughs> Negative money. Negative millions of dollars, really. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah, $500 million in Snuggy money. Jesus Christ. I can't believe that. So yeah, of course that makes me so mad that I do want to kill it. But unfortunately, I already killed... You've already killed so much. <laughs> yeah, I will marry the Snuggy for its money and call it a day you know mm-hmm. i'll use that money to buy giant hoodies actually so i think you came up with some pretty good answers thank you obviously i agree with you on killing the slap shop and i understand your thoughts and if i had known that snuggie sold so many snuggies i might have married it for its money as well but yeah it just, it just makes me mad well that would have been boring we would have yeah all the yeah same like answers. here Jeannie's just gonna say the answers and then i'm just gonna say cosine at the end you'd shoot off me yeah i'm like go look over her shoulder oh yeah they sold a lot <laughs> I love that. So um, I'm going to give your performance review if that's okay. Mm, Shit. I know. Sorry. Um, I'm starting you at a five. I'm going to give you one point for teaching me everything I now know about Doogie Howser, which is more than anything I knew before, um, which was nothing. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. I'm going to give you another point. So we're at seven points for buying me a ring light um, in my lifetime and for making me look so beautiful. I'm going to give you minus two points for making your friend almost buy Think's panties and thereby murdering her. Um, oh, my God. Five wow. points. I do not need that blood on my hands. <laughs> oh, God. Hands. That's a that's a loaded, <laughs> loaded statement. So five points. Now I'm going to give you two full pity points for your car, having the most complicated instructions of all time. Seven points. I'm giving you a complete wash of no points on the questionable advice since I obviously controlled that one. Yeah, I, I, I actually passed yeah. on that. <laughs> Pass. I'm going to give you um, one point for your contribution to the terrible Cosmo advice, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one more point to go up to nine because you were so tickled by Biden vaccinating terrorists when I sent it to you. And I just love to live off your energy. Oh, my God. That's the one thing I have to offer you is energy. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> You're nothing but a ball of energy. Um, and now, finally, one more point to take it up to ten. Because you convinced me to not do the George Foreman grill and instead to do the slap chop. And I honestly think that was the right choice because boy, does the slap chop and Mr. Offer have a whole complicated history. And I actually had forgotten about that one and you reminded me and I'm glad you did because it's just very nostalgic. So 10 points for you. Congratulations on this episode. That was painless. Thank you. In reciprocity, I will review your performance. I'm going to start you at a zero, and right off the bat, I'm going to give you 10,000 points for getting permanently banned from Facebook. Thank you. And I'm not even saying it's pity. It's just kind of like, I feel like you need something, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's pity, actually. <laughs> I'll take it. I love pity. Something to fill that void. I'm going <laughs> to take away 10,000 points for um, you fucking last minute changing what you were worrying oh, for. Like mid-podcast. Just, I know. Just rules out the window what are we horning for smoothies what are we talking about game stuff i mean listen don't worry i'm not gonna ban you from the podcast okay but was it was it exciting yes was i prepared for that excitement no i was not okay fair all right you're back at a zero actually i just crunched some numbers and ten thousand minus ten thousand is zero that seems like very low for all me right, i'm gonna give you five points for both remembering that we needed to do a retraction about things oh thank you and for suggesting the the innovative idea of having a new floating segment that comes and goes as it pleases of raise wrong retractions so <laughs> you know it's going to happen again you're not five points 
with those five points. Thank you. I want to give you a point for explaining the GameStop thing, though. Really? Wow. I think you did a good job. I don't know. I think it was wrong, but like, fuck everyone who says that to me because you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I'm going to give you two points for your anti-vaxxers gripe. Honestly, for for staying on topic for, for a change. Like, you said you were going to talk about anti-vaxxers, and you did, and I love that about you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't change it. Questionable advice? I'm going to give you five points, and if I'm doing the math correctly, which I'm probably not, that's for that's one point for each of your stepchildren who <laughs> have given you the wisdom to answer these questions. <laughs> Thank you. You're at a 13. Oh, wow. Okay. Terrible Cosmo advice? I'm going to give you one point for making it sexy. I feel oh, thank like you. you. You did your sexy um, sexy daddy voice, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you didn't. Maybe no, that I was didn't. in my head. No. Either way. <laughs> I did. It made me happy. I know. It's hard to tell because like, I do that when we talk on the phone all day. And then like you're like, do I remember that from earlier or the podcast? But yeah, you're at a, a 14. Mm. How about that? I can't believe it. I'm going to give you two points for the Internet Dome because it really was dumb. Mm. And it definitely was on internet. Yeah, it was only on the internet. <laughs> so one point for each of those. I would never, ever say it wasn't. And in the end, I think I'm going to have to take away six points for you reminding me that Chuck Norris is indeed a person who exists. And I had completely forgotten about him. And I would like to forget about him again. Okay. Well, you know what? I think you will. And God bless you. You still got a 10. Oh. That was a wild ride as usual, but it was. I'm happy I ended up right where I belong. It was very Mr. <laughs> Mr. Toad vibes. <laughs> Mr. Toad vibes. <laughs> That's a Disney joke, bitch. Yep, yep, yep. Only us Disney freaks get that. <laughs> Only millennial Disney freaks get that joke. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click to see what Disney freaks are into now. <laughs> then you click 100 pages and it's like <laughs> Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate my ten points, and thank you. This was an I appreciate you absolutely a crackerjack, crackerjack episode. <laughs> no, this was great, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I would like to remind you that our Instagram is raised wrong pod, our Twitter is at raised wrong pod, and our email mm-hmm. is raised wrong pod at gmail We do not have a Facebook presence because we know it is dying, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> We never had a Facebook presence. Do you want to know why, Mark Zuckerberg? Because it is full of only baby boomers sharing information that is not true. Oh, my God. So anyway, yes. Facebook is not the future. And I'm not just saying that because I'm bitter. It really isn't. So join us on Instagram. Join us on Twitter. Um, all of these platforms are Donald Trump free. So you don't have to worry about that. And you know what? The more, the more of you follow us, the more we will churn out content, you know, because we don't want to disappoint Yeah, because we're lazy. Yeah. No, we're lazy. And if we think nobody cares we only do this for ourselves and then we're like tinkerbell in that you need to i don't know clap for us or something yeah clap for us, for us. ring bells i don't it? fucking i don't know throw fairy dust but when i say clap i mean follow us on yeah like clap the <laughs> clapping we're talking about is following us and rating us positively and give us those likes don't just give us no replies. no we hate that and also send us send us your problems and questions i love giving people advice it's not good it's not good but it's certainly trying and i mean at the end of the day that's what matters yeah thanks for listening we will talk to you later and i love you (laughs) Bye. bye